What up, what up, what's going on today? Man, how y'all doing? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. And we here. This is the Couch Potato Podcast. This your boy, Daedron. I'm solo dolo today. My homeboy had uh, Steven. He had a family emergency. So, you know, my my thoughts and prayers are with him and his family right now. Um, but, you know, the, the this show doesn't um go on without him so i always got to give a shout out to my co-hosts who do this with me um man so mother's day has passed and first off let me just say i hope all the ladies women who are mothers not baby mamas but who are mothers had a wonderful mother's day um i i hope that you were able to get all that you asked for and then some for me, what um, I cooked dinner for my wife. Um, my oldest daughter made breakfast. I only made the eggs because my wife was like, babe, you make the eggs. Because, you know, I don't want her to mess them up, which is no big deal. But overall, my oldest daughter, she did great in the kitchen. And I had to thank her because she had to clean the kitchen like 10 times in the process. But... She got it done, so and I told her that I was proud of her. And so, but before I get started to talk about the Mother's Day recap and so much more, um, it's a lot to talk about today. Um, the lawyer in Derek Chauvin's case wants to appeal the decision because of one of the jurors had on a Black Lives Matter T-shirt or something like that. Um, the big topic, and I've seen it all surfacing on Facebook. This past week alone, um, why have millennials or people my age group um, around, I guess you say, 30 to 45, maybe younger, um, have left the church? I'm going to really dive into that because it's a lot of reasons or excuses as to why we leave the church, but no one is really doing or saying anything as to the reason why they should come back. Also, um, Black Lives Matter, Right? I support the statement, but I don't support the the movement or the coalition that, that is, or the entity that is called the Black Lives Matter. Um, and also, we're going to talk about uh, Russell Westbrook, a.k.a. Brody, surpassing Oscar Robinson for the most triple-doubles all time. And also, he's going to average a triple-double for the, for the fifth time in his career. A lot of people said it couldn't be done. Oh, but it got done. So, and other stuff is going on as well, but let's dive into this Mother's Day recap. So, like I mentioned, I cooked dinner for my wife, and she loved it. I always get her a card and flowers. That is that is the one thing she wants every year for Mother's Day. Now, it, don't matter what, it doesn't matter what else I do. If I don't get a card and flowers, it's a problem. It's a huge problem. And I don't want to face the music because... Happy spouse, happy house. Not happy wife, happy life. A lot of people, or should I say women, uh-uh, he got to do this for me. Uh-uh, uh-uh. But no, my wife, she deserves everything I do for her. So like I said, I got her some flowers to cook dinner. In case y'all want to know, we had stuffed salmon, shrimp pasta, and fresh cut green beans. I forgot to get garlic knots. Shame on me. 
but I, I got a cake. And dinner was really not just for her, but it was for my uh, my mother-in-law as well. But she had to work just like, you know, I have to work too. But I sacrificed sleep so I could spend time with my family and, more importantly, my wife. Now, I didn't get her a foot rub, but I know she's going to tell me about it. Uh, she's going to make note that you didn't give me no foot rub or whatever. But I'm going to get to it. Also... When did Mother's Day become like Mother's Weekend? Like, I've seen a lot of stuff going on with mothers. Now, again, I'm not knocking what certain households do for their, for their, you know, for their mothers, right? I'm not knocking it. But it's just like, man, like Mother's Day is already this extravagant day that, that goes on for, for women to observe mothers and all, the, and all the sacrifice that they make, right? But, like, the whole weekend, though, like, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, women taking off work because now I got to do this and that for Mother's Day. Now, understand if you're going out of town because your mother may not live where you live. Um, shoot, even in Houston, you still may need to take off because everything is, like, 45 minutes away depending on where you got to go. <laughs> I mean, if it ain't, like, a Walmart or HEB or Kroger around, or a gas station, you probably got to drive about 45 minutes to where you got to go. Uh, my homeboy I go walking with, um, who who makes the the good tea cakes, I, it takes me like 50 minutes to get to his house when we go walking and stuff like that. But I just be like, man, Mother's Day? Get the whole weekend? Now watch Father's Day? Ain't going to hear a peep. Like, I, I'm, for me, as a father of three children, I want that same energy. I want the whole weekend. I want the whole weekend. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The only thing is I work those days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so really not going to try to do a whole lot. Um, but, and for me, I, and again, everybody's household is different, right? Let me just clarify and say that every household is different. Every household is different. Every household is different. So for me, my, my, my thing would be, you know, I just want dinner, right? And probably my favorite cake, which is a red velvet. You know what I mean? Or no, or even just a, a um, oh what's what's the this um, a bunt cake from a uh, what's I can't even think of the place right now. But like just I mean just it doesn't be nothing extravagant for me. But that's me, because I know for me as a father, Father Day isn't just celebrated one day out the year. For me, Father's Day is every day for me because I get to see my children grow. And even times, and I got to say this because I'm going to be real with y'all today. Uh, I love my children. I love that they're all different in their own way. So my son, Junior, he loves this song. Well, he, he likes music in general. But the song he really gets excited about is I Give You Glory by Jonathan Nelson featuring Ty Trippett. He gets real excited, right? So last night, last night, he caught me slipping. Me and my wife, we were laying in the bed, and I decided to play it for him. So as I'm playing the song, you know, I give you glory. Hey, I give you praise. Hey, because my enemy, he, he gets excited off of that, right? So as he's in his excitement, he decides to sit on my face, a.k.a. teabagging for people who don't know what that means. Sat on my face, and I didn't see it coming. I was like, ah, oh, no, he got me. No, get off me. Get him off me. And he said that, like, I am no longer the man of this house anymore. I mean, no, I'm sorry. Dad, you are no longer the man of this house. I am. Because I would tease him to say, I'm the man of this house, right? And he would go run to my wife. And then so so much so that he teabagged me. I'm like, I got to move now. I got to leave my house. I got to go. Like, I can't live here anymore. Cause I'm, I can't, I can't be in the house where I'm not the man of the house. And since how Junior has taken it from me, I gotta leave. Like I gotta find somewhere to live. I mean, I, I can have visits from my wife and my children, but I can't be in the same house as long as he's in the house. Like, like he can have a bed. I sleep in the crib. I'd be okay with that. You know, no big deal. But and I don't mind being honest, like about what what happens in my household. Like we have fun here, cause. Like Kawhi Leonard. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. 
Now, the big thing that I'm going to discuss before I get to it is, um, you know, we often look back at our past, right? Now, I wouldn't change my past for anything. But let's, let me humor you all for a moment. Um, if there were three things that I would change about my past, what would it be? I'll be honest, I'll say this, I would not trade in, you know, my mother passing. And I'm going to talk about that toward the end. But wouldn't trade that in because... You know, it it is it shaped me with who I am today and how much appreciative I am of the job that single mothers do. Now, let me say this to mothers out there. If you are withholding your son or daughter from the father because of your relationship didn't work out, shame on you. Period. It, you know... Every child needs their father in their life. Now, if he decides he don't want to do anything, then that's on him. But then shame on him, right? But I will say this, though. Come Father's Day, I don't want to hear nothing about I'm my children's mother and father. No, you're not. You're not going to take away from the fathers who are actually in their children's life. Because there are some deadbeat mothers. And that's not being discussed too, but that's for another conversation. But three things that I, I if I, if I would change, if I could change my past, one I would probably say. One one I would probably say like when I was in high school, I definitely should have played football. You know, definitely should have played football. That's number one, right? And a lot of this is um, tied into what I did in high school. So, number two would obviously be work twice as hard playing basketball. Anybody who knows me, who's been around me, know I love basketball. I've been playing basketball since I was four. I've been watching it since, I'm not going to say since I've been in diapers, but I'm pretty sure it was introduced to me when I was in diapers because that's all I've known is basketball. Like, like Magic Johnson is the reason why I love basketball so much. And then... Magic Johnson on steroids and LeBron James has just amplified that even more. Like, basketball is what I live, breathe, and die. Of course, God comes first in my life. Then my wife, children, because my wife is my first ministry. And you'll learn that once people get married, they do it the right way. Might have to talk about that in the upcoming weeks. Like, the what marriage is and how and, and the design of marriage because a lot of people get married for the wrong reasons. And the third thing was definitely would have kept my virginity. I can say I can be transparent with that. Keep my virginity until I got married. Because when you you know lose your virginity, it's 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 more to it than you weren't about getting a girl pregnant or getting a sexually transmitted disease. There's another STD that doesn't get discussed, and it's a spiritually transmitted demon. Because you have to think about it. Whoever you slept with, and if they slept with somebody else, it's just a transferring of, 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 of spirits. So that those would be the three things. And who knows, I maybe wouldn't have joined the military if I'd have worked this hard playing sports in high school versus... You know, me, and I did a lot of crazy stuff in high school, like, as to why I joined the military and the reason why I didn't go to college right away. If I if I'd have worked twice as hard as doing what I should have been doing in school, you know, who knows where I would have been. But, again, I don't regret the, 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 the decisions that I've made in the past. I am where I am. I am where I am today because of the decisions I've made in the past, yes, but because I've made a change in my life. And, yes, I give all credit to the Lord Almighty, but I give some credit to my wife, too. You know, she she, she made me want to change from who I used to be. So, <clears throat> the big topic that I've seen on Facebook that's been surfacing all week long is why have millennials left the church? Or why have young adults left the church? Now, I'm going to give you some reasons as to why 
people have left the church, right? I'm going to give some reasons. Then I'm going to give the perspective of why are you letting that stop you from going back now? Right? So, excuse me. So, let's dive into it first. Why have millennials left the church? Well, a lot of it, <clears throat> I know especially for me, growing up, we was forced to go to church. Had to go to school, have 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 that perfect attendance, and you had to go to church on Sundays, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if there was something going on as it pertained to the church because there was mission, there was brotherhood, there was Bible study, there was choir rehearsal, there was children's choir rehearsal, there was, you know, like all of this stuff, there was Saturday picnics, all of this stuff that was going on in the church that we were forced to go. And then on Sunday, you had an 11 o'clock service, then you got 3 o'clock service, and then you got some churches who still kind of have it, but maybe not so much now, called um, like Sunday evening service or like BTU or something like that. I don't even know what BTU stands for. I just know we had to go. And so you'd be spending all day in church on Sunday, right? So, you know, and, you know, and I'll be honest, I was, I was bored at church. And not to talk down on the, the pastor I was under at the time as a child, um, and I'm talking about as a young child, like before I became a teenager, like I didn't understand it. So literally every Sunday I would fall asleep in church, not on purpose, not on purpose. It's just, you know, when children are bored, you know, and, and there was no technology. There was no iPad, no tablet, um, no no phone you could use. Um, I don't even think Game Boy had came out yet in the late 80s. Or if it did come out, I know we didn't get one. Um, so there were a lot, and you literally had to try to stay awake. But for some reason, everybody got up when he started um, – <clears throat> I don't I don't know if it, they, I'm going to just say it's, it's the zone that they get into where they be like, he died. Oh, he died on a cross. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands, right? Heard that every Sunday for what seems to be an eternity. I'll say at least 14 years for me. Longer than that, really. But definitely at least 14 years I heard. Matthew said he died. Mark said he died. Luke said he died. John said he died. All oh, shucks. I said he died. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. And you could ask a child, well, what you learn in church today? I don't know, but Jesus died on the cross, and he got up early Sunday morning with all power in his hands. That part I can't tell you. And so it's... I know that's one of the reasons, and I'm saying that for me. But other reasons could be church hurt. Oh, the pastor did this, or deacon such and such did this. Now, I'm not being insensitive to people having church hurt. Because just like uncles, cousins, brothers, fathers, stepfathers who claim they're Christians, they go to church, and all this other stuff, and they're doing X, Y, and Z outside the church molesting these little girls, these little boys, and then you in church, because you have a position of power, you're abusing that power, right? So I'm not insensitive to the church hurt, right? Not insensitive to that. Let's see, what other reasons could it be? Oh, the pastor lied about this, or such and such uh, did this in X, Y, and Z. Or we get caught up with, the, the, the bigger thing is, you know, you got to pay tithes to the church. Well, it's not necessarily, well, I'll, t I'll look at it like this. If you don't pay your rent or mortgage or car note or whatever, aren't there repercussions for what you do? But we, as people, oftentimes look at things from the natural sense, right? And not look at it from a spiritual perspective or look at it from God's perspective. Because you have preachers who quote the Bible, but the devil know the Bible too, left and right. That's why he, that's why he tempted Jesus. For 40 days. And Jesus hit him with the scripture every time. It is written. So it's a it's a lot. It's a lot, right? So you got church hurt. You got people lie. You got people misquoting scripture. Oh, people are against the alphabet community being in the church and being in posi in the position of authority, whether they're a choir director or shoot, even in the pulpit. So much. 
so much that goes on, right? So we have all of this going on in the church, right? All of this going on. But, and the church is supposed to be a hospital, right? Church is supposed to be a hospital. Church is supposed to help people heal. So, how do you, all right, so, if you can't heal in the church, where can you get healing from? You know, like, and I'm trying to tackle everything that I can think of about, you know, things that people have experienced in church. For me, I knew there had to be more to it for me, like I said, than Jesus just dying on the cross. And I used to hear preachers say that, you know, if you don't mention the gospel, which is Jesus dying on the cross, um, being buried in a borrowed tomb, getting up early with all power in his hands, you're not really talking about anything. Well, I think that's false. Because you can preach about, and I'm just giving an example, and this is, and this is from what I've heard in the past, because I've been to a lot of churches, I've heard a lot of preachers. And, and with that, you know, hearing all of this, you're like, mm, I don't agree with that. You know, like, you know, and there are times where you may not agree with it. But I tell you this, if it's, if it's backed up in scripture or maybe someone has misinterpreted scripture, that's that's a huge thing. Like people misinterpret what scripture says and things like that. And then also I've, I've seen and I'm trying to base it off the comments that I've seen also. So I've seen comments where people like we brought ideas to to do this and do that and it got turned away. Um, to be honest, I, I don't know what to say to that because I've never, well, well I'm not going to say that I've never, but that was never for me to be like, to want to like try something different. And I, and, and, but I will say this though, every church needs a children's church because children are not going to be engaged in the sermon and it needs to be broken down to different age groups. Now I will say this. If you're going to have children's church, you need adults that are capable who are not preying on these children. And you have to surround yourself around good people too. So, so let me give an example of someone misinterpreting scripture. Um, there are people who say that women shouldn't preach in the church, right? They shouldn't preach. They shouldn't be preaching. And they use scripture to, to clarify that. I believe it's in 1 Corinthians. But no one ever talks about the history of what was going on in, in Corinth when Paul came through and he was basically saying, you know, to the women, if you're going to live double lives, you can't, you, can't, you, you can't do both. You can't try to preach to people and live a, a, a lifestyle that's similar to Sin City, Las Vegas, or whatever, what happens here stays here type of mentality. We don't talk about that. But if you read Luke 2, it talks about how Anna was a prophet in the, in, in the temple, the synagogue, the church, whatever you want to call it. She was in the house of the Lord in Luke 2 when Jesus was there. Jesus didn't turn her away. So if Jesus didn't turn her away, why are we frowning ourselves when, when women are preaching now? I will say this. Every woman who claims that they are called to preach shouldn't be doing it, right? But it should be the same way for men. Because there are a lot of, and, and I know I may get in trouble, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm probably going probably to get in trouble for this. But for, for these male preachers, if you're praying on your flock or you're praying on your members, or for whatever reason, for personal gain, you should not be in the pulpit. Period. Um, and, I, and I'm not really worried about how people feel about it, right? Not really concerned about how people feel about it because if you, and I, and I love saying this, if you claim you're a Christian or you follow any religion and it tells you to hate people, do away with it. But for Christians, and let me clarify this as well, Christianity is not a white man's Christian. Christianity is not. Yeah, they try to 
to to read scriptures from a slave mentality, but that's what the Baptist churches do. They only preach about certain things and they only talk about certain things to where it's like it's like they tell you what you're doing is wrong, but they don't tell you how to get out of it. Or they don't have scripture or they don't read scriptures that tell you how to get out of your situation. Like Let's say, for instance, if I'm jacked up doing something, how can how do I get out of this addiction, or whatever it is that I'm dealing with? How do I how do I do away with this demon? Um, when Jesus was talking to his disciples and they couldn't, you know, remove demons from people, is because it took uh, fasting and praying. It took a different kind of connection with God to remove something that that's not of God, right? So that's one thing. Um, I had a, um Israelite tell me that only Israelites are the only ones that's getting into heaven and tried to use scripture to to corroborate her claim. But like most people who read the Bible, they only read what how, they only read it only when it benefits them or that's suitable for them. So while she tried to give me scripture, um I didn't I didn't clap back because I was like God don't want me to be petty, right? So I'm not going to clap back. And she tried to come at me with the no operating in your feelings. I said, no, I, I don't operate in the feelings. I'm always operating in the spirit. But I wanted to say to her, and I chose not to, but I did post a scripture because it came up of the Bible verse of the day. <laughs> it came up um, in Revelation 7 how there was 144,000 crowd that, that John saw. And that was this huge number that was too many to count, too great to count, of different nationalities, different backgrounds, different colors, everything like that. But you can't contradict the Bible. Why? Because it's a commentary in itself. Now, there may be some scripture that that says one thing, but then in another verse it says another, but you have to look at it from in which the context is, is it, that is being given. Like um, in Jeremiah 1, you know, in your mother's, I mean, um, God talks to, talk to Jeremiah about, you know, I knew you, you know, while you was in your mother's womb, right? But then you go to the New Testament where Jesus says, apart from me, you workers of iniquity, I do not know you. So if God knew you in the Old Testament in Jeremiah, and then he don't know you, you have to look at the context and comparison. Yes, God knows us before we were even created. He knows what our life is going to turn out to be before before we end up where we are today. He knows what's going to happen for us tomorrow. What Jesus was saying in the New Testament, and it's in one of the Gospels. I can't give it to you verbatim because I don't have my Bible in front of me, obviously. Um, well, you can't see that I don't have it in front of me. But yes, I do not have my Bible in front of me. But in the New Testament, when Jesus is talking about he don't know you because you have people who who are basing their claims on, well, all of the stuff I did for the people and did this and that, and I've done this, I've done that. Like It's like I've donated money here. I've did this you know, for charities or whatever and stuff like that. But because your heart went in the right place, it's why you're not getting into heaven. So, and I know I'm touching on a lot of stuff. So let me try to fall back into the why millennials have left the church, right? So I gave reasons as to why they left the church because they got these prophets, they prophet line and you see what's going on, and then they want us to be okay with accepting the alphabet community in position of authority, whether they playing playing music or in the pulpit. I don't think that's right because that you're clearly living two lives. Cause you, cause the Bible clearly states you can't love you you can't you you uh you can't have two guys. You got to love one and hate the other. So you either you either love God. And hate and hate hate what you're doing, or you love what you're doing and hate God. You can't have two masters. That's what it is. All right, I corrected myself, but it is in Bible. It is in the Bible. So here's my thing to people that's leaving the church. If all it took was for someone to give you a reason to leave, you never want to be there to begin with, right? So that's 
That's an honest answer. You you didn't want to be there anyway, so you needed a reason and excuse. So now you're in a position where you're an adult. You can make your own decisions, do whatever you want to do, because you're grown, right? Everybody's grown. Um, why not return? But have this mindset of everybody's flawed. And let me say this also. Stop putting these preachers and pastors on the pedestal. Period. Stop putting them on the pedestal. They are human just like us. They make mistakes just like us. But at the same time, the same way you putting this pedestal on this pastor preacher who you believe that don't know sin or who believe they're not sinning like the rest of the world are, you should have you should have you should have that same expectation for yourself. Period. So don't get mad at me. I'm just a messenger. But and I'm saying like people misquote scripture. People make mistakes. People are flawed. We are we are living in a flawed world. But don't sit up and tell me that this preacher, pastor, reverend, bishop, apostle, or whatever you want to call, whatever they want to title, they want to put themselves under. Don't tell me that they're not flawed. They all make mistakes. Prime example, Kirk Franklin. We he's Kirk Franklin is probably the most lovable musician that I could possibly think of, that I can think of, as it pertains to gospel music and things like that. And because his grown son recorded him, uh recorded recorded Kirk Franklin cursing him out, you know, we in this whole uproar. But here's my take. You watch movies where people curse in it. You listen to music where people are cursing in it. All these rappers, these secular rappers that y'all listen to, cussing out these women like they dogs. But you be talking about, man, this, this track is on fire. But as soon as someone of the gospel or a Christian or a Bible believer who's actually living their life for Christ does it, it's a whole uproar. Like, how is it that we're comfortable with talking about sex, you know, in for a general conversation, casual conversation, but if the pastor talk about it in the church, oh, I don't want to talk about it. This is too much. No, it needs to be addressed. It needs to be addressed. Like I told my cousin the other day, I'm like, they, they instead of, you know, he, he posted uh, something about, you know, instead of teaching this in schools, they need to teach uh, financial literacy. And I'm like, I'm like, I agree. And I say, I take it a step further. Instead of teaching sex education in these schools, they need to teach financial literacy because these children need to learn how to budget, right? But we're not teaching that to our children. We're throwing sex in their face, doing this and that. But we're not teaching them about God. We're not teaching them about Jesus. And, he, and here's the quintessential mistake that people make all the time. We are living our lives through other people instead of living our lives through Christ. Christ is the standard. No matter what entity, what religion you claim yourself to be on, be a part of, Christ is the standard. He knew no sin, yet he took the sin for all of us. That's why the Bible talks about, as it pertains to the men, love your wife like Christ loved the church and gave up his life for it. Because we are the church. Now, the church is not a building. We are the church because when you, when you lock the doors to that building, you're supposed to be able to go minister to somebody or evangelize or talk to somebody about who God is. But if they don't see the fruit that you're bearing as it pertains to Christ, well, they're not going to follow you. And granted, I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not a perfect Christian. I've made mistakes, still kind of make mistakes, but my job is to try to sin as less as possible. Although I'm sitting less, my job is to sin less. I know that just rhyme. So it's it's so much. But I will tell anybody this, man, if you are upset of what happened at a church that you were attending, you have the right to leave that church, right? But find a church that is suitable for you. Because we all need fellowship. And fellowship just can't be when we go to work or talk to our neighbors. Shoot, I don't even think people talk to their neighbors now unless they see them. Hey, how you doing? And go ahead about your business. But we need fellowship. So I suggest, 
that instead of blaming people because you're going to let people stop you from getting into heaven, like that, like that, like that, 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 that is the mindset you have to think about. So this person is going to stop me from getting into heaven or this person is going to stop me from wanting to live right. Because again, we, we, we watch all these TV shows where people are cursing and stuff like that. Listen to all this music where people are cursing, stuff like that. But we talk about it in the church. It's frowned upon. Help it make sense. That's all I'm asking. Help it make sense. I'm going to have to do a part two of this because it's, it's still so much to unpack. I can go on and on about why millennials have left the church, but you're not doing anything to come back. Find a church that's suitable for you. And I'll say this again. The Bible talks about let there be no divisions among you, meaning that, that we should all be of one mind, one body, one Christ. But the reason why we have so many religions, because I tell people all the time, religion equals division. Because every religion only wants a piece of God. They will they figure if I take a little bit of this, I'm I'm cool if I take a little bit of this. But they take a piece of it because they don't want the whole totality of God. Meaning they don't want all of him. Like they're okay with the Lord blessing them, but they don't want him to be Lord over them. So I'm gonna talk about this again, probably when Stephen come back, because I definitely want his perspective. And again, don't take it as I'm bashing whoever's not in church or who doesn't, who hasn't experienced church hurt or who's even in church and things like that. Like we, I mean, cause you have people who, who would rather watch TV, who would rather watch church on TV than go to the building. And, and again, tithes is another thing that people don't want to do. It's only 10%, 10% of your gross pay, not your net, your gross pay. But there are a lot of churches that's not teaching that either. It's a lot of churches that's not talking about the uncomfortable conversations we need to have. Like, how do we get over church hurt? But, sidebar, my homeboy, my brother from another mother, if you haven't found him or looked him up on YouTube, look him up on YouTube. Him and his wife, they have, uh, his name Jerry Flowers Jr., wife name is Tanisha Flowers. They have webisodes and sermons now called Redefine TV. Look them up. They bring the word to you. It's going to hurt, but it's going to be beneficial. And I tell people this. Anybody who says only God can judge me means that they don't want to change. Because if the word don't convict you, that means you don't want to change. That means you're okay with doing, you're, you're okay with, as you can say, keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak. You want to do what everybody else is doing. Because everything... That's that's being taught in the scripture. If it's being taught correctly, goes against goes against what culture says. So that's why in Romans twelve two it says, you know, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Meaning you can't think about what the world is doing. You have to think about what God is telling you to do. And people get upset, you know. But I'm gonna digress from there. Again, we gonna we gonna talk about this. If y'all have questions comments hit your boy up um i'm on facebook couch potato podcast if you have questions as well it's a page for it like it leave a comment or anything like that if you have any questions and we can go and we can talk more about it so the lawyer in the Derek chauvin case um wants to appeal the decision that was made because of one of the jurors um one of the jurors had on a Black Lives Matter, and he was, I can't recall about what he was talking about, but he was being asked questions and things like that before the verdict came out. And um, also there's a school providing um, counseling for the white children since the verdict has came out. But I'm like, why, why are you providing um, assistance for somebody who's guilty? It makes absolutely no sense to me makes absolutely no sense I, i'm still baffled by it like so so you're not gonna provide assistance for these black children who are seeing their fathers get killed who are seeing their mothers get killed who are seeing their sisters and brothers cousins uncles aunts 
grandparents getting killed. You you don't you don't provide assistance for them to help them cope with what's what's going on in America. But these little white kids, little Billy Bob and little Susan, you want to provide them because of a verdict uh, of a criminal. He deserves to go to jail. You kill somebody, you deserve to go to jail. I don't want to hear that it was an accident or, and I, and I'm not just talking about in this Derek Chauvin verdict. I'm talking about cops in general. I believe you deserve to get the same punishment as you would if you didn't have your uh, uniform on. Because y'all are taught to uphold the law, which means y'all know the law, y'all know the penal code, and y'all still decide to go against it. I just got done watching uh, the show All Rise in the court case. Um, if This is a spoiler alert if you watch it. Um, but a police officer who's a training officer, you know, trained these rookies and had them sign off because they, they, they thought he could be trusted. And when they found out that he couldn't be trusted, they turned against him or whatever. Or some of A couple of them did. And he got thrown in jail for conspiracy. But, you know... We keep talking about these good cops. But none of these good cops are speaking up on these bad cops. That's why I'll never become a cop. Never. I'll never. I don't care. They, they they can throw all the bells and whistles at me. Nope. I say it because all it takes is one time for me to see a cop doing something that he shouldn't have been doing or he was wrong for what he did. And I'm going to speak on it. I'm not going to hold my tongue, hold my breath. Oh, but what about the union? No. No. That's not how I roll. Because my character, my integrity, my reputation is on the line. And I've always said this. I would much rather have God pleased with me and have the world mad at me than have than have me be a people pleaser and have God mad at me. That's always my mindset. So I'm always going to do what's right. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. No one's perfect. So, if we're going to claim that we want to stop all hate, we got to stop with black hate first. So, after the bill was passed, I talked about it last week, there was a bill passed to stop Asian hate, but why are we not doing this for blacks? And there was a picture of an Asian lady holding two black, black-faced monkeys in a photo or whatever. And it's a whole uproar about it. Like, like, why are we doing this? But we keep saying, let's stop Asian hate. But constantly, every day, blacks are being hated. For no reason at all. But then, you want us to, like, you want us to help, to, to help, to help y'all in y'all cause. But no one's helping us. And you know what? I'm going to pull them out of care. Black people have been supporting agents for years. Just like we support y'all, y'all should, y'all should support us. Yeah, that, that was Amali Karam. If, if you don't know the Amali Karam, she came out and said about the whole Deshaun Watson thing that she wanted an explanation. And that 40, 40, 47% of women watch the NFL. So just like we support y'all, you support us. As it pertains to Deshaun Watson. But no one's talking about uh, Mr. Wheeler, who wanted his girlfriend to bow to him, and he beat her with an inch of her life. Then had the audacity to say, "Oh snap, you still alive?" But that that that, that ain't getting no talk. Zach Wheeler—that's his name. So, Black Lives Matter. Yes, I support the statement, but the movement, the coalition—I don't, because it's being ran, it's being run by the wrong people. In my opinion, I believe that the the people who who run it are pushing their agenda for the alphabet community. Yes, Black Lives Matter. I get it. I'm in support of Black Lives Matter. I'm support of Black Boy Magic, Black Girl Magic, anything that any any anything that Blacks are doing to bring a positive light to this negative world or dark world we live in, I am for it. I will support it. However, that doesn't mean 
I'm gonna I hate every other race or whatever it is that they're doing. As a black man, I love my black people. As crazy as they are, I love them. But I will say this to these black business black businesses, whether they're up and coming or been uh, going for years, customer service means a lot. It tells a whole lot. So just you know, make sure you're treating your people like you want to be treated. Also, um, the police officer who killed Rayshard Brooks and was charged with murder got his job back. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Police officer can kill somebody, can kill a black person. Don't even matter the reason, right? Because it's always gonna be. It's always going to be the police officer word against the person that's dead or can't breathe or whatever the case may be, right? You only, you only hear in one voice, not, not the opposite. A teacher in North Dakota was demonstrating what happened to George Floyd. And I believe she got fired or she's put on leave, administrative leave or something like that. But I'm like, this is still going on. And this is in North Dakota, so I know ain't that many black people up there unless they play sports. I know that's the stigma that blacks get all the time. But it's crazy. Um, so I don't know if she's been fired, but I, I believe it's I believe she may have been put on administrative leave. Um there's a tiger sighting in Houston somewhere, um, and the owner of it is out on bun. But I'm like, who owns a tiger? Like, who, 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 who's owning a tiger? Like, <laughs> tigers are made to be in the in the zoo, not out in the street, especially not in Houston. I believe the tiger was in like Fort Bend County or something like that. It was a long way from us, from from where I live. So, but even still, like. Like, I don't even fool with coyotes or possums. So a tiger? Nah. I'm good. Um, 50 Cent has supposedly moved to Houston. And people are, the internet is undefeated. Internet is definitely undefeated. <clears throat> people are posting all these pictures of one photo of 50 Cent somewhere and put him in different places all over Houston. And I think that's the craziest thing. I mean, but it's the internet. We 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 are on there for for humor, for laughter, and things like that for entertainment. That's what it is. Um, Elon Musk was on Saturday Night Live, and you know he mentioned he has Asperger's, and he mentioned Dogecoin, and like the stock on it went down. He mentioned it a few times on the show. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm a fan or not a fan of his or anything like that because really don't know much about him. Um, I know he's the, the – the, and people who don't know who uh, Elon Musk is, he's the guy who came up with the Teslas, the Tessies, which, you know, if God says the same, I plan on getting one. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what the future holds. Um, Bill Gates and his wife are getting a divorce. And, you know, I'm pretty sure there are men and women lining up <laughs> to try to get with either one of them. I think that's crazy. Yeah, you'll be uh, fi financially secure, but what about your mental health? Like, you don't know what you may have to go through. But that's for another conversation. I mean, it, and, and I can say this. It don't matter how much money you have the materialistic things you have, if you don't have a good heart, no one's going to want to be around you. Period. That, I mean, there's, I mean, there's no punchline to that. You know, if you not, don't have a kind heart, if you're not nice, well, I'm going to say just nice to people. Like, because you can be nice to people and they still take it as a sign of weakness. But I believe if you're very straightforward with people, they understand, like, hey, like, nah, I'm not going to tolerate that. So, something else that probably going to upset some people. 
But let's talk about double standards and why we have them. Well, double standards are basically was what, you know, we're okay with one thing, but then we're against it. Prime example, Bill Gates and his wife are getting a divorce, right? So usually in a divorce, woman gets half, right? Now let's, let's, and women are like, get your money, boo-boo, get your money. You know, you was with him, you had his babies and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And when Mary J. Blige's ex-husband asked for a divorce or Kelly Clarkson's or that's another woman that has money asked for a divorce, we was like, uh-uh, what was he doing while he was with her? Well, let's pause for the cause real quick because when you're married to a person, you are giving them the lifestyle that you're living. You're giving them the lifestyle that you're living. And... If you divorce that person, you have to maintain, you have to be able to maintain that person's lifestyle. Period. Don't matter if you're a man or a woman. Because even Martin Lewis said in one of his, his comedy acts, um, you know, so if I'm bringing in, if I got this amount of money before you come in the picture and I marry you, you think you deserve half? I said, but if you're giving the same thing and I ask for half, I'm not entitled to it. And she got real quiet. That's just one. There are a lot of other double standards. But I just want to touch on that one because of the Bill, Bill Gates and his wife getting a divorce. But women always want half. Right? They want half of the pie. That's fine. We give you half of the pie. But you get married and you got all of this money and a man gets a divorce and he asks for half. Guess what? He deserves half too because he had to put up with your behind. Yeah, I said it. Sure did. I'll say it again. Because a man had to put up with your behind, he deserved half too. Because you giving him the lifestyle for him to live and he deserved half. Period. You don't like it? Hey. Run for office and change the system. Yeah. Guns are still killing people. And yet... Voting is still more dangerous because they're still trying to pass laws to stop us as blacks from voting. But they ain't doing nothing to pass laws to stop these guns from, from people who have guns killing us. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? All right. I gave y'all enough news for the day. Let's dive into these sports. Man, what's up with my Dodgers? They started off hot. It was coming in hot. Just like a fajita. <laughs> and they are 5-15 and 15 in the last 20 games. But they have injured players and things like that. And it's baseball. They play 162 games. Dodgers will be fine. They'll probably win the West. Shoot, they'll probably get back to the World Series. I believe it'll happen. I believe that it's going to happen. And I'm going to just leave it at that. So... Jacksonville Jaguars are planning on signing Tim Tebow as a tight end. But Colin Kaepernick can't get a deal. I think that's crazy, right? So Tim Tebow can get a contract. Who hadn't played football since 2012. Can get a contract as a, as a tight end, right? As a tight end. Now, every time that Tim Tebow scored a touchdown, he took a knee giving praise to God, right? And you, you better not tell him not to say anything about his Christian faith, right? So he can take a knee for who he gives praise and honor to, but Kaepernick can't take a knee for the injustices that's going on. Help it make sense, right? Now, I'm now I'm pretty sure the, they're telling us that, yeah, he's coming in as a tight end. But he's probably going to get some reps at quarterback. And they're going to probably run a couple of plays designed for him at the quarterback position. You know, like, we're not stupid. Like, we 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 see it. Probably run the, uh, was it the Philly special? Probably run something like that with Tim Tebow's the quarterback. Like, it's going to be a couple of packages for him, for, for him to be at the quarterback position. Like, 
I'm already uh, hip to that. But Kaepernick still can't get signed. I think that's crazy. Now, Tim Tebow, again, this is this is no knock on Tim Tebow himself as the person, as the, you know, the person who, who he is. But this dude has never played tight end before. And the one time he played tight end, the ball hit him in the head. Like, <laughs> come on now. Let's let let's let's do better. I'm just saying. So Medina Spirit, the horse that just won the Kentucky Derby, had a failed a drug test. How does a horse follow fail a drug test? I don't know. I'm gonna move past that. Rapper J. Cole signs a deal to play hoops in Africa. And got me kinda wondering, could this be a trend? Like some rappers go to Africa to play, because you know, that's the motherland, that's where Blacks want to go. Not all blacks, but some blacks. Could it be a trend? It's possible. I could see um, 2 chains, maybe. Future, maybe. But Future need all the money he can get. He got all them kids. So, um, moving on. Shout out to Russell Westbrook. Becoming the all-time triple-double leader. And he's probably... I'll probably say before his career ends, he may get close to 300, if not surpass that. Because he's only, I believe, like 32, 31. He got a few more years where he where he can achieve this feat. Like playing at the level that he's playing right now, he can achieve it. So clearly he's not going to get to 200 this year, but there's definitely a possibility of him getting it next year. So, I'm happy for him. Um, and also, you know, with what he did last night, he's officially going to average a triple-double for the fifth time. And that's amazing. People are going to look at it as, uh, he's already done it before. It's nothing new. It's still amazing. I mean, it's funny how, um, was it 98? Yeah, 98 when... Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa was hitting home runs left and right. Bam, 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 bam. That was a huge talk. It's never been done before. And then Barry Bonds, come back in 2001, hit 73 home runs. And, oh, let's amp up the steroids use and let's see what are they doing and X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. What 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 Westbrook has done and is doing is what people used to say, man, this will never happen again. This 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 will this will never happen again. Like what Oscar Robinson did fifties some odd years ago will never happen again. And I'm just like, well, like it's gonna take a freak of nature. It's gonna take a legend to do it. Well, it's happened. Five times, actually, in the name of Russell Westbrook, a.k.a. Brody. So I'm happy for Westbrook. I'm happy he did what he did, and I hope he keep playing at the, at the elite level that he's been playing. Shoot, I now the only thing left for him to do is really get a championship ring. That, I mean, that's the only thing that's left. And he would have had it in 2016 had, you know what, never mind, ain't going to go there, had KD Trey Five. AKA the Slim Slim Reaper had done his part against the Warriors when they were up 3-1, by the way. Anyway, moving on. Canelo Alvarez stops uh Saunders in the eighth round TKO knockout. With 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 a TKO knockout. Um Canelo Alvarez is trying to make some noise. He's trying to recover from I'm going to say, did he lose to Triple G? I don't remember. I think he did. Or it was, a, like, it was like a split decision. It wasn't a unanimous decision. I don't know. I got to go back and look. But, you know, hey, tough break. I told my wife because her maiden name is Saunders. I'm like, hey, you, you, your cousin got knocked out by Canelo Everett. She's like, oh, man. Like, hey, some, sometimes, sometimes you knock somebody out. Sometimes you get knocked out. Um, Curry. Is eighty 
Well, probably now he made, what, I think four last night? About 76, 75 three-pointers away from passing or tying Ray Allen for most threes, and he's played 600 less games. That's an awesome feat as well. But we just got to wait and see. It's going to happen. He's probably going to have like 5,000 three-pointers at the end at the end of his career because he shoots them at an, at an alarming rate. Um, also, can AD and the Lakers – can AD and the Lakers avoid the play-in? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, I believe the Suns will not be as dangerous. The Phoenix Suns will not be as dangerous as everybody think. And here's my take. Like, I watched them against the Lakers, and I'm like, that's not a team that's going to make some noise. I mean, they may win, depending on who they play. If they have to play the Lakers in the first round, they, they'll be in trouble. Um, but I don't see them – I don't see them beating – I mean, I don't see them making a lot of noise in the West. Yeah, they got Chris Paul, but they're still a young team over there. Um, DK Metcalf runs a 10-37 in the 100-meter against elite sprinters. I think he came in eighth. Well, that was the eighth best score or something like that. But against elite sprinters, like people who all they do is run. He plays football. And he just tried it out just because. I think that's awesome. Panthers, uh, J.C. Horn chooses to wear the number eight to honor Kobe Bryant. It's always good when you're honoring people for who showed you a way to, you know, like, I can do this type of thing. Um, With the Dallas Cowboys defensive makeover, it's going to bring about a competition. Will it be good for the team? The defensive side, Absolutely. Offensive side, absolutely, because it's going to make them better. If we can just get the O-line to block just a little bit longer to keep Dak on his feet, although when he got injured, Dak was already running down the field. Nolan Arenado homers against his former team as the Cardinals sweep the Rockies over the weekend. Um, Cardinals has always been this team that, that they look good enough, but they're not going to make a lot of noise. Because they got to worry about the Dodgers. Um, Astros going to Yankee Stadium this past week with a bunch of boos. A lot of boos. And I think in the third game of the series, Altuve's up to bat. And they're just really booing. Boo. And Altuve does what he does best. Hit a home run. Quieted the crowd. Ain't even got nothing to say after that. Ain't got nothing to say. That, 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 that's how you shut crowds up. You hit home runs. And and you do it so humbly. Because Jose Altuve is not a person who's uh, who gets all excited. Like, he's not a, um, charismatic. You know, he goes about his business, which is not a bad thing. Max Amos from Oral Roberts is declared for the draft. Okay, let's see what happens. NCAA President Mark Emmerich pushing for the NIL pushing for an NIL for the amateur athletes to get paid off of their own likeness. Like, you know, they have their name on their stuff. You know, people are buying it, things like that. LeBron is set to return tonight. But can the Lakers win it all without LBJ being at 100%? I believe so. I believe that they can. Uh, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua set to fight in August in Saudi Arabia. I actually might order it, or I might go to someone else's house and split it or something like that. Something like that. Who knows? So, I'm going to get out of here, y'all. Final thought. Um, want to talk about this real quick, and I hope that I can shed some light. So, 13 years ago yesterday, my mother passed away, 2008, and, you know, it's a lot to take in. You know, you lose your mother. That's, you know, the person who gave birth to you. Um, I remember it happened like it was yesterday. Her passing away, and I was on my way home for Mother's Day that weekend. 
Because she would always tell me, if you don't come home for Mother's Day, I'm going to cut you. I mean, she, she said it jokingly. I know she's not going to cut me. I'm like twice her size. I was twice her size then. So she wasn't going to cut me. But I knew her seeing her boys for Mother's Day meant the world. So I was on my way home with a young lady. And my brother Terry called me to tell me that Aid had taken her to the hospital. So the young lady was like, you want to go? I said, no, I already know what's about to happen. And I don't want to be there to deal with that. So I woke up. Like, I went to sleep because Kingsville is a three-hour drive to Houston. And so I was just like, nope, I already know what's about to happen. Because in January of 2008, we were told that she only had six months left to live. And I had been praying previously before that, you know, take the pain away. I don't want to see her suffer, right? So I got to say this part too. So when you're praying, you got to be specific in your prayers, especially when you're talking to God, because he has a great sense of humor. If he didn't, he wouldn't have given it to us. Um, so I was praying that, hey, take her pain away. Like, but for God to say, all right, I'm going to take her pain away, it's going to hurt but I'm going to take her pain away and called her home. Um, so, you know, now sometimes when I pray, I'd be like, Lord, protect this person. Not in the sense that, that, that you take them home to be with you, but protect them or cover them, give them peace, which pastors I'll understand type of thing. But not, not, not in the sense that I want you to call them home. Right. So, but um, I'll say this to anybody who's recently lost their mother. It never eases the pain of you losing your mother, or it could be your father. But with each day, it does make, make it easier to handle. And there is hope. There is hope. I don't want people to ever lose sight just because you lose your mother or father that you have to lose hope. There, there is hope. Um. I'm praying for anybody who, who didn't have their mother for Mother's Day. I hope y'all stay lifted up, be encouraged, and have this mindset that God loved them more is why he called them home. And besides, they're in a better place. That's all I got for today. Of course, y'all know the music that I play. I don't own the rights to it, so the song you heard today was by Lecrae featuring the 116 click. It's called 40 Deep. Uh, 116 is Romans 116. If you read it, it's basically saying, don't be, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Oh, I'm not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel. So until then, hey, y'all stay safe out there. Um, take care of your families. Love on everybody. Love on your people. And until next time, I'll talk to y'all later, man. This is the Couch Potato Podcast. It's your boy, Daedron, and I'm signing out. Peace.